Welcome to Visma Ski Classics podcast, Livigno to Levin. Visma Ski Classics is the long distance ski championships with 12 pro tour events and 35 pro teams, bringing professional and recreational skiers together. We will analyze the events on the tour, portray the legends of the sport, and help you to become a better skier. Greetings to our great audience out there. This is Livinio to Levi podcast. I am your host, Teemu Virtanen. And today we are recapping uh, the race that took place in Volodalen, uh, the new one, actually. We had two races back to back, one yesterday, one today. Das Osen Criterium 64, although the race was 54 kilometers long. And my special guest today is the sports director of Rakte, Team Rakte Eiendom, Magnar Dalens. Good to have you on our show. It was a tough weekend today, this, this one here, correct? Yes, that's correct. It's a tough weekend with two races. And um, the athletes are quite tired now in the afternoon, but uh, it have been good races, fair races and uh, exciting races. And you got to be tired as well. I mean, I know that you've been working really hard, you know, with the magic touch, the skis and everything uh, early mornings. And then the race was postponed uh, this morning. It started two hours later. How do you feel? Yes. Uh, actually, with this uh, Two races in the same place, it's also very um, good and practical. With, uh, you don't need to move, you have uh, all the equipment, you have all the rooms, food, the restaurants. Uh, so I like this uh, system or the, what we are trying now with two races in the same weekend. But it's more up to the athletes how they feel. And uh, in our group, I heard some comments that they was... Uh, very tired today compared to yesterday and for others it was a little bit the opposite and some was medium medium so what do you think do you think that we should continue with this to have races back to back or <clears throat> mini tours or at least very close to each other uh, my personal opinion is that we uh, are happy to have many races we want to have uh, uh, many races during the season and possibilities to show up our great sport. So uh, I am positive for that. But I think one practical problem will be that there will be quite many skiers who are staying out of the first race and doing the second one. And uh, that might be not that good. So basically what you're saying is that everyone should do uh, every single race then in that case if we have more races uh, back to back i think many athletes are thinking about the total standings in the cup so if you make some kind of system that you get bonus points or money to uh, make all the races uh, then it will will be positive for that um, uh, if we compare the, if we compare to like uh, bicycling then when they are doing the grand tours, uh, they are having hard sport every day for many weeks. So I think we are also able to ski quite many races. It's about learning for the athletes and for the body. That's a good point. That's a very good point, actually. Uh, the conditions this weekend, very tough, actually, on both days. Yesterday, kind of a slushy snow, and then the skiers can expect it uh, today to be different a bit uh, 
icier, faster, which wasn't the case. Really windy, snowing, a hard race again. Was it really difficult from your perspective to prepare for these two races? In one way, yes, but uh, it is a winter sport and we have to accept that uh, there is coming wind, there is coming snow, there is coming rain. Uh, and I'm just very happy that uh, we have been able to ski two races this weekend. I was a little bit worried that it will be cancelled and uh, for me that should have been bad. So I'm happy that we could have the races. A lot of people know that you have this kind of a let's call it a magic touch <laughs> when it comes to skis, selecting skis, you have a huge amount of, you know, a lot of pairs uh, in your cabinet, so to speak. And uh, also you're very skilled when it comes to waxing, but for conditions like this, what kind of skis worked? Because there's quite a lot of discussion about uh, double polling skis versus classical, you know, and, and when they when it's snowing, soft snow. Um, I don't know if I have the magic touch. I think that we many times have a very good waxing group. I have an international group with uh, waxers from Italy and from Norway, and uh, those are normally finding the the right solutions um, when we have. Uh, let's say that on the scale very wet or very cold the differences in the material from skis to structures to waxing is uh, giving bigger effect um, and yesterday for some teams i saw it was uh, challenging and uh, some had uh, bad skis uh, today i felt that uh, uh, many teams was equal, and uh, that is also the case in quite many races. Going back to this a little bit, uh, I'd like to discuss about the kind of the double polling skis versus classic skis. And at one point, you guys even use skating skis. I think that's pretty much over now, isn't it? Because there are so many, I mean, pretty much every uh, ski brand is now manufacturing double polling skis. But is that uh, though the those the only skis you use nowadays are still using uh, regular uh, classic skis without wax, of course, kick wax. Uh, in our team, most of the time we are using double pulling skis, uh, not because they are faster, but uh, that uh, they you don't need that much energy to go double pulling in slightly uphill and uphill. So that's why they make that choice. So basically what you're saying is that the double polling skis, or you prefer double polling skis? Yes, when I look field of skiers, most skiers are using the double polling skis because they uh, it takes less energy to uh, make double polling in the uphill. And then what was also quite interesting that this weekend was the fact that we had some uh, visitors, visiting guests uh, from the, the World Cup circuit. Uh, Jens Burman yesterday, Eppa Andersson, uh, Emma Ribom, Andrew Musgrave, who actually raced on both days. Um, when they kind of come to the, the circuit, you've seen both sides. You've been, you know, the national coach, you know, and so forth, and are now uh, very much into the long distance skiing. What is kind of the, the, um, the when, when they, whenever they come over, and do races like this, 
what's the kind of the um, outcome of it? Let's put it this way. Uh, first, I will say that um, I'm very happy that those gears are coming. It's giving an extra touch to our races, and we are very glad for that. Um, of course, uh, those uh, top specialists who are in the lead of the Cups and so on, they have done long-distance races um, for many years and doing a lot of special trainings for that, skiing, double pulling, three, four, five hours. Um, and they have an advantage uh, when we have long distance races. When the World Cup skiers are coming, they many times feel that the speed is uh, low and uh, they feel that they have a lot of energy. But after like two hours, two and a half, three hours, uh, they many times get tired in the end. And that is because of that they not are training that specific training. So it's natural for me. How would you uh, recap or analyze these two races? Also the yesterday's one and then the today's race. If you kind of go quickly go through the races from your perspective. Yesterday, of uh, course, Jens yeah. Borman attacked really, really hard on, on the first hill. Yes, really hard. And uh, also with uh, classic technique, with diagonal. So it was very nice to see that and very exciting. Um, and a very good try. Uh, he was unlucky and had problems with his uh, pole, so we could not see the final results the real way. Um, but I think the pack or the group had a good possibility to catch him on the more flat uh, last uh, lap. But from the men's races this weekend, uh, I'm very impressed about Emil Persson. He uh, really have a fantastic shape, fantastic control and a very good team around him with skis, waxing and so on. And it seems like he have um, very much self-confidence when it's coming to the last kilometer. And uh, it's um, exciting to see also what place he is taking in the group to get into the right position and how easy he is winning the dispute the final 100 meters are you happy with your team's performance yesterday was a pretty good day nigor was back on back on the podium uh, oscar kadin as well today maybe not quite as as good as yesterday uh, i felt that yesterday's race was um, a real real hard race with big uphills and uh, and uh, we was very happy about the two uh, athletes to the podium except uh, emil that was uh, better than our athletes um, today's race was more um, like a big fight all the time about the positions and uh, it is uh, it is uh, the, the 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 winner and uh, uh, Team Nordic athlete had a very great day today. That was uh, that was good, but otherwise it's difficult to to rank the positions six, seven, eighteen, nineteen. It was a big, big pack and a lot of fighting. And Oscar Cardin's been there, pretty much number one skier, male skier in your team uh, right now. Was that something that you expected before the season started? Did you know um, that he will be that good? He had a very good uh, training uh, period in the summertime and uh, later on. And then when the season was starting, he got good wrestles and uh, he have reached a new level of his capacity. And uh, um, the, 
all races so far is top seven and uh, we hope he will continue to climb and be even stronger next year and of course andres nigor is, is still strong i mean he started out really well but then we know what happened after la diagonela he had to take a long break but yesterday was a good proof that he's back back in the fold today right up there uh, not on a podium and not too far behind either uh, but Peter Eliasen, what's going on with him? He's, he, I mean, he started the season even before Visma Ski Classics uh, season took off. He started really well. It looked like he was in an amazing shape, but something must have happened a little bit. He's not as strong as a lot of us expected him to be. Uh, no, he have uh, had problems now the last weeks. Uh, I think that after uh, Marcia Longa, uh, he got problems with uh, recovery of his uh, body and muscles and uh, he is in a kind of uh, overtraining or not well recovered so uh, it haven't went good for him and um, he will go home after this race and uh, not take part in the last race unfortunately but he will certainly continue that we hope um, okay so you haven't you haven't got the final word from him <laughs> yet but we'll, we'll hope, of course, that he will continue. Um, on the women's side, uh, is there anything you want to say about that in terms of Annika and so forth? I mean, of course, she's a good skier, but not quite up there fighting uh, neck and neck with the best female skiers at the moment. Uh, yes, it's uh, with um, both men and women, it's the same that you, you need... Uh, one, two, three years of good uh, training specific for long distance. And um, when you start with this, you can be kind of overtrained and have uh, problems with recovery. And I think she is in that situation that she is not recovering uh, after a race and then she cannot climb up the capacity. But uh, normally the next year and the year after that again, then uh, you get the benefit of the training. But the benefit is not not all the time coming the first year. Now I think it's a good time to uh, take a phone call uh, because we have a podium skier there. We have Modnede Pedersen, who finally reached the podium uh, this season. He was second in today's race. So, Modnede? Hello. Hello, how are you doing? You're recovering from a tough weekend. Yeah, I try to recover as, as, as I can. It's a new race already next next weekend, so yeah, double uh, length of racing. So yeah, just to save up a lot of good energy and yeah, recover as good as you can from these two days and, and this weekend with a podium place really uh, much needed after a long season without uh, any podium positions. So pretty happy both for the, te both for the team and uh, also for my, myself. Indeed, it was a good day for your team. Uh, you got second and, and, and third. Um, and this must have been, as you just mentioned, a good confidence booster there for you but why did it take so long for you i mean i know you're, in a, you're always in a good shape but for some reason this season's been a bit of a mystery uh, i'm not really sure but I, I feel i've been in a good uh, average uh, shape during 
most of every race, but not uh, quite up in top shape uh, any weekend. Uh, I think uh, it's both about the field is getting stronger and it's tougher, tougher, tougher to fight for the podium positions, and yeah, it's smaller and marginals to yeah to get up there. Uh, but still, I'm really impressed about uh, passion being at uh, so high level during whole season. So cool, uh, cool that uh, young young guy doing so well in all of the race, like tough race, uh, fast race, altitude race. So really impressive. So how was this weekend for you guys to race two races back to back? And today's conditions were quite tough. I mean, it's very much a lot of new snow, wind, and also yesterday was a tough conditions as well. Yeah, I feel yesterday was a bit tougher. Uh, maybe I had not that best day or had a bit better day today. And I didn't, didn't feel that the wind and snow was that bad today. Since we do a loop three times, I think that was a good solution. Uh, and the conditions kept up pretty good. Uh, of course, it had some snow during part of the loop, but tracks uh, was very good. Uh, yes, I had the last loop, but that was much, much softer and more wet snow. And the field was pretty slow also in the last part. So I, I think the skis was changing more yesterday compared to the today, especially for for me. Uh, I had a lot of more uh, or more stable um, stable skis during this race. Uh, but still, yeah, tough tough uh, weekend. But it's a cool experience, and yeah, I think it's something we can improve for next season and future. I was going to ask you about that, you know, after completing two races now back to back, what's sort of your general take on it and how can we develop uh, from there and should this be something that we can do more often? Yeah, I'm posted to do type of this uh, race weekend in the future. Uh, it's uh, as uh, Magna told you. Uh, I think it's good for the team to stay in one place. Uh, it's a lot of equipment and organizing to travel from place to place. Uh, so, and here in Wallonia, you have good uh, accommodation solutions. And not that hard to travel from cabins. And there are a lot of good options for different type of terrain so yeah i think it has been working out pretty good i'm looking forward to uh, another track next weekend indeed and you get to stay in the same area and just relax and recover speaking of that race 100k orfl sloppet next saturday that is the longest race uh, in history of isma ski classics so far it's uh, it's always been Vasalopet the longest race and the course is much harder than the one at Vasalopet. Do you think this suits you well? Are you confident that you'll be on a podium again? 
Yeah, I will do my best. Uh, I think it's much about uh, uh, having good energy before you do uh, starting the race and about uh, with the feeding during the race to have enough energy in the last part. And I really like that it's a tough race or a tough track with a lot of uphill. And yeah, uh, we just hope that the conditions will be pretty stable. So, yeah. Can you have a good picture around for the area and yeah, I can also do all the tra- uh, the ordinary track. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the conditions, what type of uh, conditions are you hoping for? What could be the best option for you? At uh, uh, least uh, sunny. And then I should be happy. <laughs> Certainly without too much wind. And then I, I will not be, yeah, I will be happy with it. As long as I have some and not too much wind. I think it will be nice to stay out there in the mountains around Voldown and Ore. Pretty nice scenery around there. So this weekend we uh, witnessed a uh, uh two sprint extensive sprint sprint finishes there were about 20 people uh, yesterday uh, in the lead group you all guys you know, all of you guys uh, were approaching the finish area simultaneously kind of the same scene today it was at just a few kilometers before maybe 10k before we had like 60 guys uh, in the lead group do you think that will be the case uh Lopen, which is longer i know expecting more breakaways yeah, I hope we can be a smaller group in the last part or uh, even possible to ski away. We'll be able to, yeah, don't do any sprints, only take it easy the last 500 meters. I, I think it should split up uh, during that long distance and, and yeah, with so much uh, high meter during the track, uh, some will get tired. About today's uh, sprint finish, were you at any point nervous about it because you had to go through the kind of the same scenario as the day before, where you didn't actually succeed as 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 well? Uh, I felt better today, uh, but my skis was a bit faster during whole race and also in the last. Last part, uh, it was easier to uh, keep in keep the position, also to get the, uh, in front uh, of the field in the last part. Yesterday, I was just fighting to keep up with the group in the last day, so yeah, I almost gave up before the sprint yesterday. It was not easy to get around, but uh, I also was. Not sure about the finish today because I end up a bit long behind in the last 10k and need to say, spend a lot of energy in the, in the last 10k to get up in 12, 15 positions for the last 5k. And it was a lot of people and some crashes and lots of fighting. So. It's not easy, easy last case, 
access to it. But you pu- pushed quite hard on that long hill. I think it was the second lap when you uh, pushed uh, really hard. Was that intentional? Did you try to break away or at least spread the, the group a bit, spread out? Yeah, I had some hope to split, uh, if it was possible to split up a bit. But you see, the field was stronger. From season to season, the field is stronger and stronger. Some years ago, it was enough to like push hard in some uphills. It will get smaller groups, but now there are like 20, 30 people uh, together again when you're starting the last loop. So it's not easy to just break away. Certainly, the quality uh, keeps improving every single year. Your team, you mentioned earlier that it was a good good day for your team, uh, two podium places, and this is your new team for you. We talked about this uh, in a summer when, when I did a podca- podcast with you. and uh, But now, after almost a year or a full season with your team, I'd like to learn a little bit more about the team and you being a captain and kind of the, the chemistry within your gang. Yeah, we, we are working good together. I'm really impressed about especially the service team. They have a really good structure uh, about how they're working and and organizing everything. They are like the last days have been so hard working for them. I don't think I've slept uh, almost nothing. And it has been like this challenging during. Many of the race this week, you know, this season, because of different uh, weather forecasts and challenging conditions. And, like, sleep is not, no problem. They're working, like, 24 hours uh, a day around <laughs> or or more, uh, just to bring us the good best, best material for the race. Uh, and, and from the team side, like, you yeah, there are some young brothers in the team. They they need to improve uh, or getting more and more experience uh, year after year. So yeah, I think they can be stronger during the next two, one or two seasons to build up capacity and get more experience. Uh, it's the same with the girls. They. They had the first full season doing long distance race. Yeah, Lynn was been uh, a bit uh, unlucky with this first race and didn't uh, ski any race before Vasilov again after Engadin. So she lost many races. She will come back strong in the last part of the season. Uh, and I also have a new young. Uh, Norwegian guy that uh, joined us for the last races and has shown up uh, very strong. So that's uh, very, very good for the team and also for me to have one more guy up, up there and fighting and we can do some more tactic in the, during the race. So you would say that your move uh, from the Coffee Boys uh, was a good one. I mean, remember when you said at that time that you felt a little bit, you know, bad about it, you know, and leaving Vetland the, the guys uh, uh, behind. But you happy now? Yeah, yes, of course. It was uh, 
sad to leave the coffee boys, but I'm also happy with the, this new solution and what we have built up so far. And we also uh, want to uh, continue uh, getting more experience in the team and how we work together and whatever. I, I, I like this position and how we do do things. So looking forward for the next seasons already. So, Mangler, you've been listening there. Is there anything you'd like to ask uh, uh, Monede Pedersen? Um, just to say congratulations to a great race today, and you are one of the top skiers in this circus, and I'm happy to see that you was uh, back on the podium today. Thank you, Magnar. Indeed. Thank you very much, uh, Morten. Uh, we're all happy to see you back on the podium and uh, keep up the good work and maybe you'll be able to repeat the feat uh, come next Saturday and the long 100k race or FL Sloppet. Thank you. I will do my best. Thank you. So that was Montenegro Pedersen, number two in today's race. Uh, as you could hear, very happy that he's back on a podium and uh, he tried to analyze, evaluate his situation. It's taken him, him a long time, the whole season, uh, to reach that level. But uh, Magnar, what do you think? I mean, we know that he's a good skier and he started last season really well. He was on a podium almost in every race. Uh, and he's a very off- offensive skier as well. But from your perspective, why did it take so long for Martin? Yeah, top um Top sport is complicated and uh, those uh, guys and girls are really pushing on the limit for what the body can take in the training. And uh, if you go uh, a little bit over and stay there too long, um, the recovery is not working and then the results are not coming. So that is the case in all kinds of endurance uh, sport. And when you hit it right, you can uh, you can stay in that bubble for a long while. And that we have seen with uh, Andreas Nygård earlier. Now we see it with uh, Emil Persson and with Oscar Cardin. And some of the other top skiers have been a little bit under, like Petr Eliasen, also maybe Morten. And uh, now he is back again on the trail. So yeah, it's the way it is. Indeed it is. And it seems to me that every season comes with new surprises. We talked about Peter Elias and everybody kind of expected him to be the one, but that wasn't the case. Then Oscar Kadeen, uh, Emil Parson this season, Lena Koskren being so strong, constantly strong. Uh, the new uh, g- girls doing extremely well, Ida and, and Emilia and, and so forth. So the scene is constantly uh, changing. But you've been part of this for for a while now. And uh, it was interesting to, to hear uh, Morten when he said, that the field is so much stronger now that it used to be much easier to break away. Just push a little, a bit harder on an uphill, and then that's it. But now uh, it's it's a different ball game. But yeah. from your perspective, how would you kind of see the development? The, you know, how much have this evolved from the days when you uh, joined? Uh, definitely the the. If you look in the results list after a race, the position 10 to 30 uh, have a much higher level uh, today than they had a couple of years ago. 
And this is a good signal. It uh, seems that uh, many athletes around in the world are training hard and getting stronger and stronger. And um, then we maybe have to think, and I think it's a, a good race that we have next weekend, that we maybe need to have it longer, we need to have it harder to split up the athletes a little bit more. Like my personal opinion is that I really prefer um, that it it's uh, possible for athletes to make breakaways and making gaps and then it's exciting to see if they can hold on this gap or if they are being catched up if it's a big group skiing together all the time and then you have 20 to 30 persons uh, fighting for the positions to win the sprint uh, that is uh, not my favorite Anything else you want to say about the uh, kind of the, I mean, that's, that's, that's the athletic or the sports side of things, but also the brand itself has grown and every year we come up with new things, the challengers, my pages, things like that, because you have a good insight. You've been uh, the World, World Cup uh, circuit as well. You've seen a lot of, you know, world championships, Olympic games and so forth. So you certainly have the perspective to comment on. Yeah, I've. I, I feel that our product is getting stronger and stronger. It's a good concept and um, everything from information to logistics to uh, famous races is making this to a good mix that is uh, attractive. And uh, when we saw these uh, World Cup skiers coming to start, that's it, that is also a sign that uh, it is attractive and they want to come and join and um, that's good and now there's news that uh martin uh, Sunsby, Sunsby could uh, put his focus on uh, long distance skiing and he's done these races before at least uh, uh he's won that race uh, do you think that he could be a, a tough soldier to beat absolutely that um with his background, with, with his um, skills, uh, I'm sure that he can be uh, one of the strongest skiers in, uh, in long distance. And uh, I hope he's coming and say welcome. Um, yeah, of course, that remains to be seen. Uh, that's up to him. But this season, when we started out, of course, we were in the midst of the, this pandemic. We're still in the midst of the, the pandemic. Uh, but it didn't look that promising but here we are only one more race left so when you kind of look back what were your thoughts in december when you got the news that the first races needed to be cancelled and will start in mid-january yeah we had in the beginning of the season we was very skeptic about this general situation and uh, uh, we are very impressed about uh, the work that have been done and uh, solutions uh, to uh, to make it possible for us to ski races so this is uh, this is great work from the background uh going through the whole season any kind of what are kind of highlights for you race by race and then again the kind of the races or events didn't work out the way you planned Mm, yes, if you start with the beginning in La Diagonela, uh, I think it was a good uh, solution to drop the the prologue uh, and to have 
la, la diagonale like it uh, was. Then we have the issue with the cold temperatures. Uh, in my opinion, it was uh, not any anything wrong done by the organizers. Uh, it was cold, but with um, right clothing and right decisions, it uh, was able to to you should be able to to ski the race. Unfortunately, we get some top athletes. Uh, or quite many with um, with um, injuries after that and uh, when i look for andreas nygård and probably also for britta uh, that uh, this have affected very much uh, the season for them to be like uh, one week in hospital and uh, two weeks more without normal training um, is putting you back again quite much so yeah, that have been a special issue for this season. Um, then we had um, the second race in, the, and of course we was uh, we were, had a fantastic day uh, with our team and make great results, so that's good. And then we come to Tublach and um, had a strong team and high self confidence there and get uh, impressed and. Uh, from the Russian team with uh, Ermer Bukhev and uh, it was really uh, exciting to see the hard pushing from Eliasen and Bukhev and uh, the it was a, it's a, it was a very exciting race and um, also in the in the women's uh, I, I really feel that the women's class every year is improving a lot we had uh, some years with uh, that you know that okay these four athletes will be in the top but now we have new athletes coming up and uh, the leading group of uh, women during the race is much bigger and uh, i'm very optimistic for the future for the women's long long distance uh, skiing uh, then we come to marcia longa and uh, that is for us and for everybody else a very very important race um, and this year they had a lot of snow uh, so it was uh, very nice to come to Valdifjemme and see a white valley and not only a um, three meter wide uh, snow uh, artificial snow uh, unfortunately um, it come a lot of snow during the night before the race and that uh, affected uh, very much and we was a little bit disappointed about that the <clears throat> groomers was not out and uh, for many in the leading group it was just a kind of transport until it was about uh, six kilometers to go and then we had a great battle in uh, the last three kilometers and uh, this uh, last Gata, the last uphill in Marcelonga is really one of my favorites and it, uh, every year it's very, very interesting in both uh, ladies and men's class. Um, we didn't perform as well as we hoped, so a little bit uh, down in that race. And uh, then we went to, to um, Yeserka and uh, that is also one of my favorite tracks uh, i feel it's uh, very good with this uphill coming to downhill and a new new uphills and uh, possible to make breakaways and uh, we was a um, little bit unlucky or sad for oscar cardin that had a good chance but he was falling in the last curve before the the sprint 
So, um, and then focus for, for Vasaloppet and with uh, Marit Bjørgen in the team. So that was a great weekend. Uh, very happy with Marit's performance and the fight with uh, Lina. And it was really like top sport uh, and uh, very, very nice work and very strong from, uh, from Lina and also very good from Marit. And it was a lot of people asking what will be the situation with Marit. And it was not possible to say, like I said many times, that uh, we don't know, she don't know, not anybody knows, and uh, she was second, and uh, we are very happy about that. In the men's class, it was um, four athletes going in a in a breakaway, um, and we was not able to be there at the right time, and those four athletes give us, uh, what should I say, very, very... Uh, intensive and interesting fight to the end and i really felt that it was like uh, the the right uh, man was uh, was winning and it was like very fair uh, and uh, big big hands to tordasle for winning winning was a lot it was seems like he he was doing the best work he had the highest motivation everything was right for him this day and to be able to to win was uh, was uh, amazing for us, um, it was uh, Cardin. I had a little bit problems uh, on the place where uh, where the breakaway was going away. He probably stepped into some uh, liquid gels or get something under his uh, one ski and had to go out on the on the edge of the track to try to scrape it away with um, pushing the the ski on the edge and. It was uh, not the right place for this. And uh, what's next? Then we are, then we are in this weekend. Yes, and <laughs> the season is uh, is ending quite soon. Uh, yesterday's race, very good. Uh, today's race, OK. Uh, we had the MRE bomb to start and. Uh, 23 years old, doing very good work, getting tired in the end, like you normally do when you are doing things you are not uh, done so often. But um, I'm probably, and I'm very sure that she will continue her career for World Cup. And I think she have a great possibility to be a top skier for the next World Championships and Olympics. Um, but she also knows that she is very welcome to come back and ski for our team in some long distance races after the World Cup season. Yes, and now we are staying here in Volodalen for this week and preparing for the last race and just to have 100 kilometer very tough course. And uh, I expect it to be a lot of more uh, air between the boats in in this race. And I think we can. And because the all athletes are tired now in the end of the season, it will can be big changes in the last 20 kilometers of the race with the athletes getting very tired, dropping back and some other athletes with the skill that they are very good in extreme long distance that will climb up. You mentioned Marit Björgen uh, earlier, and, and you're right. I mean, she performed extremely well at Vasalop, and we had a nice podcast, nice interview uh, with her uh, before, and she was quite positive about continuing. She didn't really know, uh, uh, but she kept saying that it all depends on Vasalop and how well 
she can do and and what's what the overall experience were going to uh, was going to be but now after that race ha- have you talked to her do you think that she will continue another year uh, she have said that uh, now she has skied was a lot but it was very fun she is uh, happy about the uh, race and uh, she will uh, take a uh, more easy springtime and uh, then she will come back in the beginning of the summer season and uh, i don't have any vibrations if she is coming to ski or or not it's uh, the best is to to let her feel the motivation herself and if she is motivated we are very happy to help her and uh, so it's it's totally up to her of course it is and that uh, remains to be seen but Anders Auckland, he's a, he's a, he's a guy who never runs out of motivation. <laughs> Have you talked to him? Is he going to continue? Because I think <laughs> his contract was going to expire. It was in like three years uh, when the when the new sponsor stepped in. But is he still going to continue? He is definitely going to continue, and uh, the way. Uh, he, the motivation he have for skiing and for races and for hard training, I have never seen that in anybody else before because uh, it's normal that some athletes get a little bit nervous. They feel, uh, ah, this is not my conditions, but it doesn't matter if it's icy, wet, snowing, raining. You always feel that Anders is really looking forward to the next day to come to the start because he's the best he knows in his life. Yeah, he's been even around the block. In bad shape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even when he's in bad shape, he he loved to 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 start and put the number on them. So how come he can be so competitive, so good, even at that age, forty-eight years uh, old? I, yeah, I am not uh, a physiologist that can explain that, but I think that very much is about motivation and uh, motivation he have and. Uh, I think he is a big hero for many other skiers, a little bit more older, that they can see that you really can be in top shape also close to 50 years. And uh, yeah, it will be very interesting to see what place he is able to make in Vasalopet when he is 50 years old. You are right about that. I've talked to a lot of people uh, that either around that age, you know, 50, a little bit over, a little bit under. And they always say that it's, he's an inspiration because he can show everyone that even when you get older, you can still do well. Uh, and so it's uh, um, uh, not just me, but a lot of people are happy to see someone like him pushing uh, so hard. But this year has been also quite interesting for your team because Team Rekte Ayendom, formerly Team Santander and so forth, many other <laughs> other names, they've always been pretty much a number one, except twice when Team Kuteng and then uh, formerly uh, Team United Bakeries uh, won the overall the, the, the pro team uh, competition. But this year, that wasn't even your goal. Correct. I mean, you didn't even put that much focus on winning the the team competition. No, that was a decision made in the in the summertime that this year we will not put any focus for the team competition. Uh, we will go for uh, the big races and and uh, try to fight for the yellow bib in the men's class. Um, in one way, I'm a little bit sad about that because I feel the team competition have been motivator and uh, it's uh, it's a it's a nice competition. Uh, 
uh, and we will see what happens for next year. And also you had, uh, you talked about Yeah, yeah Darlin, uh, uh, the winner of Vasa Lopet, and he was a strong player in your team. Um, but that was a big change too, when he moved to this new team, Team Expand Fuel Over Norway. So, but personally, how did you feel about that uh, uh, move? In, in one way, sad. In another way, it was uh, natural that we cannot have uh, all the top skiers in, in our team. And uh, I'm very happy that he was able to raise his own team. And I think it was also very good for Tord that uh, now he can make his own decisions. And I, I know that he's a kind of person who is planning, making the strategies uh, and so on. And this is fitting him well. And uh, this year he was... Uh, Winning the biggest victories of, of them all with Vasalopet and uh, in a tight fight for the yellow jersey. Um, but now it uh, it is probably ended with uh, that Emil will win it. And I'm very sad that uh, Vukoyev was not uh, able to start this weekend because his skiing have been also great this year. And uh, should have been interesting to see him in the in the uphills, especially yesterday. And not just him, but the whole team, Russian winter team, is number three uh, as we speak in the pro team competition. And that team has performed really well for two years now. And it's very important to have Russians in the game as well. Uh, but what's Absolutely. And they are... Uh... I see the, the coaches and the staff are really working very hard. They are out early in the morning for ski testing and they have a lot of passion for their, their team. And uh, we really need them. And uh, we need even more teams from Russia to grow up uh, this, um, this um, long distance skiing. So, um, and also we need strong teams from Italy and from uh, other places around the world. It cannot be only in Norway and Sweden. That is, uh, that is not the best. But I feel that we are very international, and the Russia team is a big important part of that. Um, so, Team Ramud has been number one throughout the season. Maybe somewhat expected, but then again, uh, a bit of a surprise. Uh, what would you like to say about that team? Uh, it's a great team. They are doing uh, great work, uh, and uh, it is uh, really uh, they are climbing fast up uh, with uh, in the in the team competition. And the young girls have performed very well, and together with uh, Lina, who is uh, always on the on the top, and uh, then you have Max Novak, expected to be one of the top skiers, but also Eklöv have performed very well, so they deserve to to be on the top. Speaking of which, speaking of Lena and her team, she is there uh, on the on the line. Congratulations, Lena! Good job once again. Yeah, thank you very much. So it must have been a hard race. I mean, you felt you were pretty tired yesterday, but after that race, were you confident that you can bounce back and win again? Uh, yeah, I had a little bit uh, bad day yesterday. I haven't. Felt that feeling in my body for the whole season, but uh, after the race yesterday, I felt that it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good day today. So, of course, she was a little bit stiff in the in the beginning of the race, but I think I get stronger and stronger today. So that was really fun. 
So in today's race, you had about uh, 10 ladies uh, skiing together almost to the finish. But did that make you a bit uh, unwary, a little bit concerned at any point? I didn't think about it because it was uh, a little bit slower to go in front today. So, yeah, it was no no strange that we was a big group. And it also shows again that it's very, very many girls who is very strong. And, uh, yeah, now it's many girls who are strong uphills also. So uh, I think that was really fun to see today. And then what about the last part of the race when uh, it was only you and Emilia fighting neck and neck? And she was really strong yesterday. At that stage, were you confident that you'll be able to beat her? Uh, yeah, she was really strong yesterday and she has been really strong the whole season also. So, But I felt really great the last, uh, the last 10K. So I really believed on myself. I want to try before the, the finish and the sprint. Uh, so I was really happy to be able to do to go away from her in the uphill because she was really strong that day. And what's your overall take on this this weekend? Two races back to back, something that you guys haven't done in the past. Yeah, I think it was uh, really, really fun. Of course, it was really, really tough, especially uh, yesterday with this slow condition. It was so wet snow, and uh, yeah, it was really, really hard. But um, I knew in uh, before this weekend that it should be hard. But I also say that Japanese, uh, yeah. But we, we will fix this because we train so much hour on the summer and the autumn. So, I mean, uh, we, we skiers are motivated for this. So I was really happy that we have been able to do two races after each other. Would you say that this is something that you'd like to see more often in the future? Yeah, I think it will be had been really really nice, and I think also that it could be more interesting in the uh, total and overall cup because uh, it will be yeah someone will be have a good day and maybe that uh, person will have a bad day the, the the day after maybe so I think it will be really interesting to have uh, this weekend sometimes then and then. And you have one more race left uh, in, in Ore. That's your home turf. Uh, but you have also secured, you know, the champion title. That's got to be huge for you. Really, really huge. It's huge. I, I did before the season. I knew I was strong. But then I read the article with, with uh, Max Novak from my team. And uh, he had said that uh, I think Lena got to take the yellow bead before uh, yeah, this season and when I read this I get really motivated and uh, yeah I have to think about uh, that uh, a lot when I after I, I read it so so we got one more race left ORFS Lop at 100k and that's on your home turf so uh, you must be really psyched about that yeah, for me, it's going to be an amazing finish for this season. I mean, uh, I love this mountain and it's going to be a really, really long race and that uh, fits me all. So, 
Yeah, I really looking forward to the Waterfield Open, but uh, I think it's gonna be good to have a good recovery now for a few days, uh, and then I will start to think about the the last competition for this season. And Magnar, is there anything you want to say to uh, to Lena? Uh, congratulations to a fantastic season and it's very exciting to follow you and especially the attacks you are making in the end when everybody is tired and you decide to increase the speed then it's impressive to see uh, how fast you can ski. Thank you, Magnar. That's uh, really nice to hear from you. It's, uh, uh, it's big work. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lena, and good luck and congratulations on the, the champion title. And I know that next weekend you'll be able to just enjoy the ride. No pressure anymore. Thanks and uh, uh, go and get uh, recovered. Thank you very much. See you next weekend. Bye. Bye bye. So, Mangra, when you listen to Lena, you can probably hear the kind of the uh, relief in her voice i mean she's now the champion it's one more race left so a bit surprised by the the whole season how it turned out to be but when you as a coach you kind of analyze or evaluate her uh, as a skier what kind of a athlete is she i think that um, she is in very well balance she knows that she has done the work uh, necessary to be able to fight for the victories. And uh, when you have done the work and survived without getting overtired or overtrained, then you are in a good position. And uh, when you are winning some races, the self-confidence is rising. And uh, that's where she is at the moment. And we talked about the last race, Orifes Lopet. How are you going to spend this week? First, Atlas will uh, will rest a little bit, and then we will start uh, training. And uh, we are very exciting about getting info about the track, where it will be, and how long the uphills will be. So um, it will be a good week with the team here in uh, in Volodalen, and um, we are looking very much forward to this last race. And then we are ending the season, and. Uh, Starting to think about uh, kick off uh, training camp uh, in May or June again and prepare for next season. Anything special in the pipeline for, for mm. this summer and the fall? No, nothing very special. Our sponsors is, of course, very important for us. And we are, uh, especially Jurgen is doing a fantastic work with the sponsors to organize trainings and camps and. Uh, very good contact with them so maybe they have some wishes uh, so that will affect uh, where we will have the training camps and and so on so it's um, it's a it's a good time the springtime to start to plan and, and especially to to analyze the season that have been and what we have to do to be even better for next season and um, um, with Cardin, it's uh, he is on the right way. Uh, New guard will uh, when he is totally back again from his hand uh, injury. Um, we are quite safe that he also will be strong for next season. So, what are you hoping, expecting, and wishing? You know, for for the next season, assuming 
will will be back to normal. Mm, I have a maybe a very special wish, and uh, that is what I feel is a challenging thing. Uh, the snowmobile, uh, the film cameras during the races. And um, this year, the athletes have more or less not used the classical track at all. And that is because when the snowmobile is going in front and turning the snow, the snow is getting faster in that place. And if you get behind the snowmobile, you also get a little bit protection from the wind and um, but I don't have any really good solution for that because uh, yeah, the, the skiers will ski where they find the fastest snow. That's a very specific wish that you, you have there. But you're right. I mean, when the, whenever the snowmobile, the scooters churn up the snow there, uh, it kind of changes, the, changes the, uh, the game a bit. Um, yeah, and the belt of the of the scooter is not that wide, so the, the front athletes are going there, and then the others behind are following. And when the snowmobile is crossing over, the athletes are doing, and uh, we should have some some kind of solution for this. When we when we have helicopter pictures, I the, from the air, I like that very much because uh, then you can see the gap between the athletes and uh, so on if the snowmobile just are following the front skier it's getting boring after some minutes um, the, the feeling at the start in Vasalopet and Marcelonga and uh, and Yeserka uh, when you have uh, all those skiers starting behind is uh, we are missing that uh, but uh, we hope that everything is okay again for next season and that ski together with the, um, what should you say they are also elite skiers because they are doing the races big groups of skiers exactly that is the wish and then hope that we all have for next season uh, we have one more race left Orefes Lopez and as you just mentioned it'll be an interesting one you guys have a week to prepare and then the season is over and then we all start gazing upon uh, the next one. Thank you very much, uh, Magna Dalen. It's been a pleasure to chat with you as always. And uh, good luck uh, for the future. And, and of course, you know, with the uh, your preparations for Orifest uh, Thank you very much. Bye bye. Mm. And thank you all people out there listening. This uh, has been a pleasure as always. And as I have said many times, one more race left. Orefes Lopet next Saturday, 100k challenge. And just go and challenge yourself. Before that, still plenty of snow left there. The good winter, this, uh, the perfect spring conditions. So see you soon. Take care and have a good week. Bye-bye. This podcast is a W Sports Media production.